This is episode number 234. What are the benefits of play with Xander Phelps? Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First one being an invitation to all of our listeners to our weekly conversation, Survive to Thrive Attitude of Gratitude. This is a weekly conversation hosted through LinkedIn Live and Facebook Live, where we explore the connection between gratitude and grief, gratitude and resilience, gratitude and relationships, and many other topics. If this is something of interest to you, please consider joining us at 10.45 a.m. every single Friday and ask questions, bring your insights, or share your perspectives as it relates to each and every single one of the topics that we choose to explore. The second announcement that I wanted to make is if you've enjoyed any of the previous episodes or if this is your first time tuning in and you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these amazing and courageous conversations. Last but not least, if you have enjoyed any of our work or if our work has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our cause by making a donation through our website at overcomingodds.today so we can continue creating and sharing these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Xander, Oh, hey. <laughs> long time not see. Yeah, Brad, I'm great to be back here with you, man. <laughs> I feel like, it, I don't know how long it's been, but it's, I, I felt like we've kept in touch, you know, like in different ways, but having had the conversation, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know, like, coronavirus, yeah. it, it put everything, uh, for me, time became a little bit flat, yeah. where it kind of just went from day to day. There, there really was no uh, incremental and it was just like the same exact thing having to deal with. So yeah. it, it's been a, it's been an interesting experience to go through all of that. And, you know, speaking of concept of play, it, it definitely had an impact on yeah. play within my own life. Um, yeah. I think, I think everybody's been really affected by this in, in more ways that we can even imagine, you know, mm-hmm. it's, just, I mean, we're, we're, we're creatures of connection and to have this, this stimulation just taken away from us. And, um, you know, this this lockdown situation, first of all, and then having that fear of, you know, even connecting with people, it's, it's psychological as well as physical. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's intense. And that's what I've realized. And that this is what my experience has taught me is I know within this past couple of months, I've been able to um, get back into things as far as activities goes with some of my friends, but they're still not the same. You know, even the whole wearing of a mask. I was actually doing some research yesterday. A friend of mine had shared with me this concept, how facial impressions just play such a big role in identifying the person and and trying to see what it is that they're communicating to you. And all of a sudden, (laughs) if you can't see this, 
Like you, you don't, you don't know. <laughs> right? You don't right? Know are they smiling? Or they? Yeah, no, it's, it's a huge thing. I, I mean, I feel sorry for the babies, to be honest. Mm. Like when I look at children, they're like, "This is." It's such an impactful time of their lives, you know, and, and they're trying to, when they go out in public and they see everyone with closed face and closed masks, they're trying to learn this facial recognition thing to a whole other level. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel, I don't, I don't know what the psychological impact of that's going to be, you know, and so it's just, it's, I feel it, <laughs> you know, I feel it in so many different ways because it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy times right now, bro. It really is. Yeah. But I think this this topic it, it couldn't be more um, relevant as far as what we're experiencing as we just described and also just this larger theme of play that you and I had <laughs> a little bit of a conversation prior but I figured that if we were to continue having that conversation we'll be having this for the next three to four hours and never actually get to the recording part <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. but that that's I think is the playful nature of being able to connect with people of similar synergies and energies in life and i guess the the thing that i was really curious to learn or to have a conversation about was not only the benefits of play but more so something that you and i started to touch upon and that is play is a critical component of your own life your own career yeah what is that line that i know we briefly touched on that you choose to draw between staying in play and then going the career route which requires a mode of monetization, which changes that play. It changes the concept from having it be fully creative, fully engaged to now I got to worry about what other people are thinking, which changes the shape and the form of it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a tough balance that I'm working through right now is trying to mm -hmm. figure out how to make that, make that work. Cause I believe in the message, but now trying to monetize that without compromising the message. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm actually working, uh, a lot of times people have associated uh, play as the antithesis to work. And so what I'm trying to do is trying to get that, understand that, that play is productivity and, um, and we need to have more play in our workplace in order to have that creative flow going. So when I'm trying to monetize my, that, that, that mission, if you will, um, I mean, as, as we were talking about earlier, finding that mm -hmm. line, finding that balance is very challenging because then it does it change that message. So, um, I, you know, I'm still discovering how to do that in my mm -hmm. own in my own life because now it's it's no longer I can just I can just play and have a good time with it. Now I'm doing more research on it and spending my time really involved with it to trying to find out how to make this something viable for companies to really understand that so that. Um, I can go into a company and significantly show uh, the progress that, that could happen with it so that, yeah, there could be monetary compensation for that, that time and that research. But, what do you think is the biggest misunderstanding when it comes to the whole concept of play to begin with? Well, I mean, we're, we're shut down from a playful spirit. I mean, I, I truly believe that we come here to play. I, I, I do believe that when, when children come to this world, the best way for us to learn is through our play activities. And, and that's how children deal with trauma even. They, they, they play it out so they can work through it. Um, but when we grow up, it slowly gets taken away from us as we go through a school system, right? That, that they teaches us mm -hmm. that play is supposed to be at a certain timeline. And in that time at recess, you're supposed to play, but then you, then you do work hard, you study and stuff like that. And then 
as we even age further, then it turns into sports or our only way of playing, which are competitive. Mm-hmm. And then we go into a workplace that teaches us that it's, it's work time. You're not really supposed to play. And so that, that's a big misconception of what the power of play is. Uh, play is a way to, to get your mind to de-stress. It's a, it's a way for you to see things new. It's a way for you to, to awaken that spirit inside of us that we all have that um, makes the world interesting. It makes us mm-hmm. more curious about things. It makes, us, it makes us really absorb information faster because our brain isn't, isn't locked in. I mean, the more, we, the more we have to concentrate and think, the brain is like a muscle, but you have it stretched all the time and, and trying to learn, cramming new ideas, it can't relax and absorb new ideas. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, big, I, the big misconception is that play is the antithesis to work. Mm-hmm. And I also think that something fascinating with for me when I started to accept more play into my life because I, I agree with you. I think having go having gone through different forms of school schooling and afterwards starting my own form of career. Now there are many challenges to be faced along that way, and part of those challenges, at least my experience, there were very few opportunities to play and and it wasn't until i met other people along the journey that said enjoy the ride enjoy the journey more than than striving for a specific destination yeah. striving for a specific set of specific amount of money that's going to equal in the house the golden retriever and you know the, the cat and everything <laughs> the kids all that the quote-unquote yeah. american dream yeah i think part of that american dream i, I don't know if necessarily it includes that concept of play I think it's more along the lines of work, work, work. Yep. Yeah. You got to make ends meet. You got to, you know, you got to be a part of the, part of the system. And then, you know, play is, is, is considered to be uh, against that. It, 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 it not taken seriously. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's misunderstood what, what it can actually do for, for your whole mindset, much less your, your physical body and how we play. You know, we're, we're the, the sports that we're taught to play are a lot of times really competitive and, you know, frankly, dangerous. And they don't—they're not like the childlike play that, that that children come up with. Children, children mm-hmm. don't play like that. If they if they play uh, dangerously or rambunctiously, it's it's to continue with this with the funness of it. We're usually working together, not in a way of of trying to defeat somebody or or end the play quickly. So, now, do you think it? This, this is something I was thinking of as you were sharing this story. Um, I wonder if, for example, if you were to able to find a way for everything to be met as far as your basic needs and whatever else, but it's not earned by you. Let's say someone pays for your dream. Someone pays for you to live a life. Do you think at that point the whole mission behind play would change? Would you be able to appreciate it if it's not earned? That's a great question. <laughs> if 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 um, if everything was already cleared up and I didn't have to like strive to do the monetary mm-hmm. thing, um, mm-hmm. would uh, would the mission still be on point, if you will? Like, if that's mm-hmm. what, uh, um, I I think I I strongly believe that we need a transformation. How we can do this is it, 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 trying to figure out the the way. The monetary is kind of like. I guess a little bit of a driving factor because I'm trying to figure out how I can make it to me to spread the message further and how I can work it out to make it, to make it happen. But uh, the game plan comes from that point of view of like, like how can I make the steps to make it, make it work in that, in that directive. So if I had the monetary already taken care of, 
the compensation for that. I truly do not know how the mission would change. I don't know how I'd be able to, I mean, the, my drive would be, I don't know. It's, it's, it's challenging for me to figure that out because Mm -hmm. like the, the, the one thing I do have is I've, I've, I've been very fortunate in my jobs where I've had chunks of money to keep me afloat for mm-hmm. time for a long time period. And I haven't had that, 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 that necessity to really push myself. And a lot of times I feel that that kind of slows me down even a little bit because I don't mm-hmm. have that, that fire under my butt to really get things going. Mm-hmm. So I had it all paid for and I was ready to go. I don't know if I'd just be so secluded in myself and go, you know what, forget the whole world, the mission and stuff like that. I'm just going to focus on myself and just be as, as, have as much fun as I could have. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know if it would be such a drive for me to try and spread the mission to everybody else mm-hmm. or, or spread, spread the meaning, the, the, the word for everybody else. But at the same time, I do see the importance of it because I do see that we're, you know, depression is a huge epidemic now, you know, mm-hmm. anxiety, so suicide rates are going up just because people don't have, um, they don't feel the joy in their life. They don't feel that they have a purpose. They don't feel that that, that, that the, you know, the, the world seems like it's spiraling right now, you know. So, so I I do believe the, the the important things of finding out how we can self regulate via via creating more play in our lives and having more things to look forward to that that that, that bring about that state. I think it's a huge mission. How I go mm-hmm. about doing it, you know, <laughs> it's 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 now putting all the connecting all the dots, if you will, to make that happen. Where do you think joy comes from? I I guess it would become from like an inner peace, an inner serenity, Mm -hmm. an inner knowing that, that, um, that, uh, we're taken care of in a, in a way. I I think, I think that the the insecurity comes from, that takes away joy that the, the, um, the feeling that that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you don't know, it, like everything can be just taken away from you, puts us in a state of like constant, constant fear, and, mm-hmm. and, and fear is fear is the joy killer. So, um, you know, I, that's that's one thing that's that really, you know, shocks me about about our society here in, in you know in the United States is is that fear is, I mean. Oh, I, I can't even say that like because I was talking with a guy who's living in um, in, in a war court country right now and like like they were, you know there's the rioting going on and stuff like that and I'm like I'm like I'm like oh my gosh I'm so grateful for just being in a safe community and stuff like that but at the same time I feel a lot of there's there's I don't feel a lot of security in in my everyday living I feel like anything can just be taken away from me at once and then you, you know so you're just it's that it's that it's that need to feel that 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 security. I think builds upon that, and then the joy mm-hmm. can come from that. And you know, it's it's a it is a feeling of inner peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still I'm still trying to get it every day. Working progress. Totally every day. I, don't, I don't I don't have it down. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like this is my mission to figure it out for myself more than anything else. And then you know what, what I want to teach is something I need to learn the most. Right? Like we talked about before. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly being shown where I where I'm lacking in these qualities that I want to embody fully. But, um, you know, well, it's something that I'm learning as well. I think as I've evolved and stepped into different areas of life, I started to realize that part of the reason why I may not feel that sense of security or do have certain fears, I think part of that is culture. And, and it's, it's not to say that 
uh, U.S. culture is bad or good. It just everything it just is. It it is mm -hmm. what it is. Yep. But I think uh, having the mindset and being surrounded by mindset where it's it's about attaining the next thing. It's about getting to the next goal. It's become more of a challenge and more of a difficulty for me to find the time to slow down, find the time to play with my dog. John here joined us. He says one of the things dogs are great playmates. When you play with a dog, it is all fun, not competitive, and it will make you laugh and distress. I 100% agree with that. Totally agree. But finding That's... that time to do that, yeah, you know, to, to be intentional with that relationship that I have with the pet and then allocating the time. I know yeah. that's for me, that's a work in progress. Like, <laughs> I did that yesterday, but that was probably the first like intentional time in the past couple days because yeah. of the other activities that the day quote unquote requires. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And that was funny because uh, that was funny that John put that in there because we were, um, I was putting together this thing of how to wake up happy. I wanted to really fight it for myself because, like, you know, I've been noticing some days I have I wake up and I'm like, ah, shit, I'm still here. <laughs> you know I, mean? I got to get out of bed and face I the that music. Day was over. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, and one of the things I when, I, when I was looking it up, one of the things they talked about is, is playing with your pet. Like if you wake up in the morning and your pet's right there, you can play with your pet and that'll automatically, the the joy, especially dogs. Dogs are like unconditional, yeah. like, oh, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you. You know, cats can be, you know, get away from me. But, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, dogs are extraordinary for having that unconditional love for their, their companions. And that's a great way of getting you, getting you motivated for the day, getting you like excited about the day. And you, know, you come home from work and your dog's just there shaking their, go, hey, you're home, you're the best, <laughs> you know? And you're like, you know, it's, it's, it's it, dogs are huge. Uh, I mean, the problem, I, I love dogs, but I, to have one as a companion is for me is, is challenging. Cause I would be like, you know, it's another, it's another huge responsibility for me <laughs> and all these different things. So I'm like, ah, you know, do I want a dog, another dog in my, do I, I you know, but yeah, I've got my son. Does that count as a pet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Right. <laughs> Some of the activities. But I, I wonder, and I don't know much about it, and I'm curious if you do. When it comes to the dogs, because I experienced the same exact thing. I'll be gone for five minutes or I could be gone for a day or a week. And Caleb, my dog, always meets me with the same energy, the same enthusiasm. And I wonder, why does that happen? Does that happen because... Well, I don't even know what, what to assume. Do you know why that happens? Like, how are they able to maintain that when literally the duration could be one minute that I'm gone and then it could be a week? I, I think dogs are the now. I think, mm. I think they're literally in the now. And so it doesn't, you know, they're not, they're not worried about how they're going to do things. They don't have to strategize to make a five-year <laughs> yeah. plan, a 10-year plan or anything like that. They're not, they're just like, where do I get food and how do I get pet? You know what I mean? It's just like, that's, that's <laughs> You know, their lives are, are simplified that way. And that, and that's, you know, humans are, are amazing because we can do all these things and we can, we can communicate with each other in such a way and we can collaborate on things. But we do have a, a consciousness of a past and a future. So mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time dwelling on things in the past that's happened to us that we were victims of that, that make us, uh, you know, scared about things. And then we dwell into the future thinking about what the possibilities are and how we have to plan for it and make sure that we're, we're stacking up our, our goals and our everyday thing to make, our, to make that, that, the fruition of that dream that we have. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so we spent all this time trying to, trying to make that happen. And then especially nowadays where we're not just born that we get trained to do something and we know our, we know our place in the village or our tribe and stuff like that. We know how, what we're going to do. And so it's, it's not, we don't have to think about that. And today's system of like, internet connection all over the world and being totally bombarded by all these people who are successful and how we want to emulate that and be that and do those things. And, and, and then of course, trying to get the currency to live because we have to buy our food at a grocery store. We have to pay our taxes. We have to pay for rent, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things that compile upon each other to put us in a state of constant stress. So it's hard for us to find those moments and to, to take that time to jump into the now and say, look, I'm taken care of right now. I'm feeling good right now. How can I make this moment as joy as possible? You know, I, I want to feel that joy. You know, it, it's, they, they're fleeting. They're, you know, I, I'm, you know, there, there, there are moments where, you know, I'll sit in meditation. I'm like, okay, I'm doing good. I'll, I'll finish my, my gratitude journal in the morning. And I'm like, okay, I got all these things I'm grateful for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I got an email now. You know? <laughs> Now I got to now I got to deal with this issue, and that puts me on a <laughs> rabbit hole of like all these things I got to try and figure out in the day. And I'm like, where'd the time go? And I'm still haven't done, you know, the the checklist of things I'm supposed to do, right? Mm. And, and so it's just it's a constant bombardment of your senses and your mind occupying these these things that we have to do all the time just to live. So. I'm laughing because that's me. All right. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like one simple, see, for me, I think it's even maybe a little bit more intensified. I, I've noticed myself in the last however many years, I think it's been just the pure addiction to the phone mm. and to the notification. So I've changed something within this past year and that's literally went into my settings and I turned off, I went app by app and I turned off every single notification just same, so same. at least it's a conscious decision. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm still finding that a challenge. Like I, I'm, you know, I thought that I had the willpower to not check it, but I think because <laughs> the phone has literally become a part of me, mm-hmm. there are times where I'll check the Gmail app for the sake of j- checking the Gmail app wow. and I'll do, and I'll catch myself doing it like one minute and then literally 30 seconds later, I'm checking it again. And then uh-huh. I, st- I have to stop myself. Like, why did I just do that? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, they, they know, I mean, they they know the neuroscience of how welcome this is so addictive. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's a little pings, a little notifications that kept your mind. It, it, it stimulates you in a way. It gets you like a little bit of that with the, the flow state. That, you get, it's, and it's uh, so hard to resist and it's, break it's that behavior and not yeah. to do it. It's, it's so addictive. It is so addictive. I mean, every time that I, I, I have my notifications turned off on all my things too, because um, you know, I was noticing even when the light comes on on my phone, I'll look at it. I'll yeah. look at it and see what happens. And what is, what is that? You know what I mean? No matter what I'm doing, you know, if I'm doing something really important and my phone thinks I look over there and do it. And all of a sudden my, my thought, my flow state from what I was focused in on has now been sidetracked. And then to jump back into that, that state of, you know, that flow state, that concentration state, it takes a while to get back into it. And so it's, 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 you know, it, it's again one of the main distractors we have in our in our in our modern lifestyle that that keep us away from really feeling yeah, victorious in our day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's unless you unless you're really disciplined, and that's what I'm I'm trying to learn now how to be more more focused, more uh, regimented in my schedule. I'm trying to learn different tricks of how to do it, but it goes against my very 
what I usually do. I've, I've flown by the seat of my pants since, you know, since like three weeks ago when I started really, you know, buckling in with a calendar and really putting all my things in there. Like I can look at my calendar now and see that I have my, my things scheduled in there. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But it goes against my very nature just because I, I loved being able to go and, and just shoot the shit every day and go, okay, who am I, <laughs> who am I going to meet with today? You know, what's, what's going to happen? And, you know, make, make that my, my focus. So what have you found out that works? What, what has worked well in this new routine of trying to develop that discipline? Um, Cause I'm looking for some tips and tricks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, it's, it's, I, I, I found that uh, at nighttime I write my to-do list. I like write down, okay. I write down all my things that I want to do, want to do the night before and well before going to bed. So I'm not thinking about as I go to sleep. Um, and then, um, and then I, I'm keeping my calendar updated. That's, that's one thing that I've, I've never done before. I've never had a calendar. And so I'm, I'm starting to do that. And I, I got introduced to a new program that actually is pretty cool, uh, a new app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I should say it loud right now, but <laughs> it's, it's called Trello. It's, a, it's an app that you can, yeah, you can yeah. make your to-do list and then move them around and stuff like that. So that was introduced to me actually yesterday. So now I'm implementing that. Um, and that has a lot of good po- possibilities. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's literally – and my biggest asset is probably my, my woman right now who's, who's like on me. <laughs> you know, she's like, she's like, you know, you got to get really more focused and really more and more centered on your mission. If you want to make it happen, you can't just fly by the seat of your pants as you usually do. Mm-hmm. Do you but, time block? Do you time block the times where you check the email and social media and stuff like yes, that? Yes. And does yeah. that work or do you still find yourself checking it outside of those times? Um, I just started doing it. And so I've kind of been really uh, trying to regiment myself, but even, you know, I, I don't know how well it's working because I still, I mean, I, I go through a block and I'll clear all, all my emails yeah. and then, you know, I, I find I'm doing it less, but I still jump in every once in a while and check something. Like if something reminds me of something I'm supposed to look for, yeah. I'll check into my emails to see if I can find something. And all of a sudden then I'm looking through my new, e- my new emails that came in, you know, and it doesn't, it, it, you know, I'll, 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 right. <laughs> right. Man. So, yeah. It's again, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. And you know, it, 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 the, the, the system that they, that we have, uh, it does just click into our natural, our net, our, 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 let me see, our, our rather, our our things, our reward system for ourselves. Yeah. You know, that we have built in our our biology is built into the systems that we have now with technology. So, you know, the, the reward system of, 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 an unexpected email. Oh, that builds excitement. And then, oh, you're reading something you get and you're getting information going into your brain. So your brain is getting trickled with those little, the, you know, the, the dopamines and all these different chemicals that come to your brain that are addictive. You get a little trickles of those when you do these things, you know, you, you get a, you get a notification that gives you like, a, oh, a ping of a, some, I'm curious about something. And then, hmm. so that, that the, the, the biology of that is in our system already. And, and the, this, this stuff that we have now just trigger it in a whole other level. And so we mm-hmm. are addicted to it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the solution is to just go into the forest, just, and just, you know, <laughs> abandon. Go off ab- the grid. <laughs> go off the grid. It's the only way to, only way to stop it. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's coming everywhere. Of, create your own form of society. That's, you know, that's, that's I, yeah, that's, that's one thing I don't know if I, I don't know. Um, Oh, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I get like so freaked out about our society and what we're going to be doing tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, how are we going to, 
how are we going to make it through all this stuff right now? You know, and, and like, you know, is technology the problem or is it the solution? You know what I mean? Is that, is that, yeah. you know, are we missing, are we missing our humanity because of it? Or is that the thing that's going to take us to another level of it? You know, cause we yeah. have such interconnectedness now people around the world can communicate with each other. So we're discovering that it's no longer an us against them thing. Everybody wants to live a life. So, um, is that going to bring more unity or are we getting more separated because we don't have to leave our room anymore? We can just, you know, Skype with people. We can, you know, just, just connect with people instantly all over the place and get locked into our own world. But we don't even have to go outside. We don't yeah. have to go back into nature. Going to nature is now, uh, it's, it, you, you, it, it, it takes planning. It takes, yeah. uh, you have to get into your car and drive out of your city or whatever to get into nature. Yeah. And it's, and nature's where, where we re rejuvenate. It's, it's where we get, get our energy and our spirit and, and, and cleanse from the, the stuff that we have in the cities and our, in our regular day lifestyle. But it takes effort. <laughs> it's a whole other effort thing versus just sitting on a couch and turning on the TV and, or going on the internet, playing a game or something like that that gives us mm -hmm. all these little, these chemical reactions that give us a reward system, but really keep us locked in and more depressed and more feeling like our lives are meaningless. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think the form of play has definitely evolved. Don't get me wrong. I, I still remember the days when I had to I, I literally had to bike from my house to my friend's house in order to be able to play football in the backyard or whatever it is that we did. Now, I think the concept of play has evolved so much where much of it could be done through zoom. Yeah. I mean, I, I play games with my family uh, and my friends through Zoom wow. because we're able to share the screen. We'll share whatever um, the, whatever the, the site is, and then each one of us are able to use our phones, type in the code, and then we jump into whatever game we're doing. So I think it, it has evolved, but at the same time, you know, is it better or worse? Who knows? Maybe you're right. As you said, maybe this is the next step of humanity, and maybe it just like anything else, it's evolved. I mean, look at people 50 or 60 or 100 years ago. They didn't have the capabilities that we have now. And so their version of play was different. Or even yeah. back when people used to, um, I don't know, those games are like soldiers or like fight with swords outside. You yeah, know, yeah. the wooden swords. Like I used to do that when I was a kid. Yeah. But now I, I can't name me one kid that does that. No. Yeah. So to what degree, you're right, has this become an asset something that's helping us enhance these elements of play and to what degree is it actually a step backwards? Yeah. I, I would love to jump into like the mindset of people 50, hundred years ago and see yeah. the stress level or, or the anxiety that they had. And if it's comparatively, I don't know, I don't know how you can compare with it. I mean, were people worried more about everyday living or, you know, worried about the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I it's, it's all comparative. You know? Yeah. I also wonder at what degree did the whole concept of a future even exist or evolve? Yeah. You know, where you, where you didn't, I, I'm thinking about times back in the day where you, it didn't appear that you had as much progress as we're experiencing right now. Without sure. progress, how do you see the future? Mm. You know, if things are moving in increment, slow incremental stages that you don't even recognize, like you don't see the car going from a Mazda to a Tesla. Yeah. You don't see those incremental jumps or leaps. How do you even recognize the future? I mean, or do you, or is it a lot more in the day to day in the now? 
because yeah. there is no worry about, oh, I got to build this next car. It's just like, we have a car, it works. Let's just make more of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bill just didn't evolve for such a long time. I mean, you, 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 know, you did the same gig your father did or anything like that. Or in, in, yeah. and it just, you didn't really have thing. to think about like, how do I continue to innovate in the profession, in the career? Because the things that you, the thing, and I experienced this through some of my connections and, and friends is that the things that they were able to do to earn money however many years ago are not the same things anymore. Those yeah. things, they, they don't work yeah. because the society has adjusted. And so the demand is no longer the same when it comes for the skill set that might have been required even five years ago. Yeah. Well, even a year ago, two years ago, I feel I feel like public speakers are bands. You know what I mean? Like 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 yeah. bands used to used to be able to I feel you know, I felt so bad for them because it was just like their gigs were all gone. You can't go to yeah. You know, all the all the places they used to go to where people were packed together to watch them. No, <laughs> you know, so you had to evolve, you had to switch around. But yeah, things things are happening so rapidly, and and jobs are just become obsolete overnight. You know, and and ah, restaurant businesses. I mean, it's just it's uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a whole chain, whole chain of things. <laughs> what do you what do you think play looks like when it comes to productivity? Wow. That's, that's a huge, a huge thing. Um, productivity and play go hand in hand as far as I'm concerned. Like, like the main thing about it is um, an interesting experiment uh, with, with rats. They were talking about how um, they, had, they had rats that were together. They put two rats together and the rats immediately started playing with each other. And then they, um, uh, they would show about in, in five minutes, they showed 50 play invitations if you will and the, the rats were laughing and having a good time they can they can tell how they laugh with this different squeak type of thing mm-hmm. so uh then the experiment put a, a piece of uh, cat fur inside the thing and the rats stopped playing they couldn't play anymore right huh. and even after they removed the cat fur the the rats started playing a little bit but they never got back up to doing 50 play intuitions it, the, it got like into the 20s after like a extent like days but it was the fear was set in and they never could go further than that. In our workplace, we have fear built into the system. We have a, a hierarchy and you have people who are looking over you. So people stay in their stay in their lane. They're not they're not encouraged to look outside of it and go different ways. So people the the innovation is is locked in. It, it, fear is the crippler for innovation and creativity. And play is the antidote to that. If you can find a way to to encourage play in the work environment, your productivity will go up. This is like this is calculated scientifically as far as the data goes. Like it was up like twenty percent. Um, innovation comes in. They 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 when they when groups have been put together to have up like a play day where people come up with creative ideas and everything's uh, open for interpretation. You don't. There's no limits. Um, mm-hmm. Innovation just skyrockets, and people work collaborate together. Coworkers find working with each other better, and uh, that's that's just a way to to create a system of um, teamwork and, through play, which is something that that I think uh, would create a much better work environment. But you would see so much more productivity because people would want to come to work and want to hang out with their 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 people they can play with and have a good time with, versus just clocking in and feeling like oh I've got to do this gig again and just stay here and you know just conform because if I go outside of it I'm liable to lose my job I can get reprimanded, and so 
that's part of the mission is to come in and try and try to ex explain to uh, management how important it is to have your coworkers feel that they can be safe in the environment. And play is play is so deeply rooted in us as uh, we can play when we feel good. We we feel good when we play. So. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it, it just resets us in such a quick way. And even if you have like, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in a, in a system really quick, I mean, I, I teach juggling as far as a great way of just resetting mm -hmm. the brain. Cause it's such a, it's a great flow instinct. It, it challenges your brain just enough to, to make it relax, but keep it focused. So, you know, if you're stuck in a, in a problem or something like that, and, and you just spend a moment just to, just to, just to play your brain will reset and you'll come up with a creative solution. So you know how we work that in is is you know it, it, you're you can see the difference it's it's calculable it's so that's i just see it's paramount what does the decision making process look like when you juggle when the decision making process um when you're actually juggling or yeah. with, mm -hmm. um or is it more habitual is is it more about just developing a rhythm and then you go with the flow or do you actually have to make the decision with each one of the tosses? That's a great question because <laughs> I'm right now I'm learning a new trick, right? Uh -huh. And so that's breaking a pattern. So I actually have to really think about the next move, right? I have to train my, my body to, to, to do a certain pattern. Once you get into that pattern, when I'm, when I'm just flowing with it and I'm not, I'm not trying to do a new move. I'm working on with all my old moves. Then it's just more flowing with it. And I'll make a decision to toss them a little bit differently to do a pattern. But I've, I've, I've built in that, that neuron connection, right? Between the, the, those, the hemispheres. That's what juggling does for you. It, it, it creates a neuron connection between the left and right hemispheres as you're going from going back and forth. So when you're creating a new pattern, you're kind of like forcing the neurons to go down a new electrical current, right? Mm. So they're used to going down this pattern and you want it to go over here. So you have to eat. Eat and keep on building that bridge more and more to, to, to do those that that pattern. So it is a conscious thinking about uh, this is the, this is how I'm going to throw it to do that, and it messes you up. I mean, juggling is one of the most frustrating things you can do, but you can quickly get over it. So I call it the the, the tolerance for frustration builder because you you can you quickly be get frustrated, but you can learn quickly how to get over something, and then you get that reward of accomplishing it which builds in that self thing of gratitude, you know, it's an amazing flow activity. So. Is that, is that an activity that's more in the now or, or do you have to kind of plan for the future more as far as what is the next throw? What's the next, you know, channel, like you got to get through. It's, it's, it's really both. Cause I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to think of what the next, next thing you want to do, but you have to be in the now in order to catch them. You have to be, you have to be, you know, it puts you in that state of it's. It's a great state for your brain to be in because you're you're significantly challenging enough for to to just stay really activated and it's never bored. So oh, it's, it's yeah. that it's that sweet spot, and that's where you want to be as far as just really getting your brain to to get into a nice meditation meditative state. So, um, I mean, I, I love I love what juggling does for us in general, and that's one of the things I that I I try to teach people you know, all walks of life, any age, just, just you know, if you, if you can learn, I, I believe if you can learn one thing that's going to enhance your brain activity and, and help things with it. Juggling is, is my top thing I, I share with people just because of that, the way it does, has all that great balance of left, right hemisphere. Plus it keeps you in the now 
and it makes you focus on achieving goals because you can you can continually learn new tricks. So mm. it's you know you never get bored of it. I know I've asked you this before on the other episode that we had, but help me refresh my memory. How did you even stumble upon juggling? Ooh, um, I, I is that the story it, that has to do with the oranges or something like that? <laughs> well, the no? rabbitons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, in uh, at one point in time, I, I got all my things down to a backpack and I started traveling, and that's when I was gifted a hack. Um, right, uh, my. Um, I the hack in my, life, yeah. travel, right, right, yeah. <laughs> my friend said, "My friend said, keep this in your pocket. It's gonna be the best gift anyone could ever give you." And he gave me a hack. So I put that in my pocket, and I played everywhere I went. But when I was traveling, um, I was traveling with some friends who saw me playing hack, and they asked me if I knew how to juggle, and I said no. And so they said, "Okay, well, you better learn." So they they handed me three rambatons, and so. I started practicing over those. It took me like two weeks to get, you know, a three ball rhythm. Okay. But then I spent, uh, they were from Denmark. So I, I spent uh, a winter time in Denmark, uh, going from, you know, house to house going you know, in these group things. And we'd stay at a house for a while and everyone had juggling balls. So, mm. you know, I just started practicing my tricks there and learning more and more about it. But I really didn't totally get into the power of juggling until, Oh my gosh, probably like maybe, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less than that. Like I started like really practicing it a lot more and everywhere I walked, I would, I would juggle. So juggling while you're walking is also a really cool thing to do because you have your legs going into a rhythm, the left to right foot, and then you're juggling at the same time. So that puts your brain in a whole different area of, of challenge, if you will. So um, my brain is in a whole different area now, just trying to imagine that. Yeah. And walking. <laughs> right. Right. It's fun. I, I, I think do, I do, uh, I, I, I used to live on Kauai yeah, and I'd, I'd walk along the Nepali coast and uh, I'd be juggling as I'm walking along the coast area. <laughs> and then, you know, if I, if I walked to people and I dropped it, like, Oh no, actually like I've been juggling the whole time, but it was just a way of this, you know, cause you're, you're on uneven terrain as well on that, on that thing. And you're, and you have a cliff on one side. Oh so it, it, it put a little <laughs> bit of like, you know, freakiness into the whole thing. But it was, a, it was, I loved doing that because it was, it was an ultimate challenge for my brain. Is that your form of meditation? Uh, um, among others. It, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, hack is, hack is my preferred physical activity, just kicking around the sack. Um, for me, that's my, my whole body meditation, if you will. Um, and one of my first gurus, uh, official, like, you know, robe type of person who was training me to, in the in the in the Hindu way, the, the, up to be a Shivite. Um, he saw me playing hack one time, and he was like, "That's your focus. That's your center." Because like I would sit for meditation for hours, and my mind would be like wandering everywhere and stuff. But he once he saw me playing hack, he was like, "That's that's your way of 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 really focusing yourself." So wow. that be, you know that became my my thing, and juggling was is my other form where I can do almost anywhere. And I love just doing that just to reset myself. Mm -hmm. But I also love sitting down for meditation. Yeah. I'm so. the same exact way. I, I think for me, it's more so about just sitting down and not doing anything. Cause mm -hmm. I find myself that when I do something, my, my mind's there and it's not necessarily in the place that I want to be like mm -hmm. calmness, clarity. It, it's more so focused on, how do you achieve it? How do you solve it? How do you do this thing? And I think there are certain activities that do help. I know that a couple of my friends, they do puzzles. 
Mm-hmm. And those help them tremendously. And I do it sometimes, but for me, it's, uh, I find myself a lot more frustrated with it, especially like a thousand piece puzzle or like, you know, 2000 ones. It, it's mm-hmm. just overwhelming. It's overwhelming to see all of those pieces on the table. And then my quest is to find the one <laughs> that's going <laughs> right. to connect to the second one, to the third. But I, I do I do try to invest in activities like that because I, it, I think they're important. I think they're yeah. important. I think they develop different parts of the brain that I may not even exercise on a daily basis. And I think having that variety if anything, at least the way that I imagine it and then having conversations with you helps me realize it even more, it enhances. It enhances my other activities and how I make decisions and how I perform in life and and what it is that I choose to do in life. Being able to see all those different uh, avenues that I think like puzzles and things like that offer. I'm curious, when it comes to the juggling and I know that much of the work that you do when it comes to a lot of these organizations, is that the primary thing that you use to get the concept across the act of juggling or do you do other things? Um, well, there's the, the premises on, is on juggling is one of the, one of the superior ways or the, one of the best ways I've found to do that. I, I, sure. I primarily focus on play is, and you know, to reiterate that the play is different from all different people. I mean, the, the New York times actually described there's four kind of categories that they have for play yeah. you know one is whimsical people who just like to play with the world one is lighthearted, where people just don't take everything seriously and there's an outward play where you want to you want to connect with other people for you to play and there's intellectual where puzzles and games and even reading a book are your way of playing so it's mm. different for different people and there's introverts they have that different way there's just extroverts and you and you can also be have all have all all the categories it's not just you're you're limited to them right so you can have different ways of playing but when i go and talk to a company let's say and i want to talk about play in general what the benefits are of it Uh my my goal is to say you can play in different ways but these are some of the best ways i have found to do things rapidly and get your get your mind focused in a different way quickly and it does evolve around this, which I call the ultimate play tool, right? Because this is something that you can, if you need to, to regenerate really quickly and want a full body exercise, if you can find a place to play hack, it's a small space. You can do it by yourself or with other people and they're working together cooperation. It's not, it's not a game where you're, you're trying to beat somebody. You're working with people. Mm-hmm. So in a hack circle, you can go in a very small space and do it rapidly get your whole body moving and you're standing up and moving around and balancing yourself. And it's a great, great brain trainer as you're balancing and kicking something out of the air. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Juggling is a way you can do it. Even at your desk, you can throw this around juggle, which will reset your brain. You can just squeeze this thing. If need be, that helps a lot. You can throw them at your coworker, you know, in a fun way to really get the, get things changed up. You can set up cans somewhere, knock them down, bowl them into a cup. This thing, this thing creates, almost unlimited ways for you to explore your playful side. And then what I do is at the company is I teach them how to make them and you can have your own logo on it. And then you can, you have a takeaway. So Mm. not only do I share with you how to do these things, but afterwards you have this thing that you can either put on your desk, which reminds you, this will always be that, that lock in for you to remember how to play. 
right. but you can also play with it. So it's not just something you keep on your desk. You can grab that thing and, you know, if I, if, you know, if I'm sometimes at meetings or something like that, or, or I'll have two of them in my hand and I'll do the little boa thing where I, where I go like this underneath the, the desk or something. So I'm just spinning this, which activates my brain as well and keeps things flowing. Mm-hmm. It's just another little tool. But again, this, this one little simple thing that you can learn how to make is, is, has been my biggest game changer as far as, you know, I can, I can play with people anywhere I go with this. So. You, might, you might have already mentioned this throughout this conversation as well as the other one that we had, but what makes up play? Because it sounds like there's so many different ways to play, but at the core yeah. of it all, like what is play to begin with? Well, there's the, the definition of it is, is to engage in activity for no serious purpose. Like you're just okay. doing it for the, for the pure joy of it. So, so like sports are not considered to be play? That's a different form of play. That's the okay. one. That, that's the one that 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 that, that kind of. Uh, I I don't believe we fully activate our playful state in sports events. I, I feel like because as long as you were trying to try you know, that that competitive nature is out there to overcome somebody and stuff like that, where part of us feels like we've you know the that that playful spirit of the child. Yeah. is not included in that. That's more of an adult thing of like dominance of control. And I've, I've mm. crushed, you know, I beat you up and now I feel great because I've, I've done it. You know what I mean? But the child inside of us, the one that we recognize to have that empathy of another person doesn't want the other person to feel bad or feel defeated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they, like, like when children play games, uh, they, they balance out the game so that the, that the, that the play will last longer. They don't want it to end quickly. There's no time limit for it. So they'd rather adjust the play so that it can continue. And that's the spirit of what I believe true play is based upon. So, you know, our sports and stuff like that, they're just, they're, they're a great way of getting exercise and you can get into a flow state where you're, you know, you're pushing yourself and you're, and you're really in that, that, that focus and you get a lot of you know, uh, again, the, the neuroproliferin, the nice little dopamines, the other the other things that go through your brain that create those chemicals that you can get in that that place where you're you know on fire or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of at the end of the game, there is somebody who loses, and mm-hmm. so that's that's the challenge for me as far as balancing out what I feel is true pure play and what is um, our versions of play where there's there's there is a sense of. Uh, a cutoff from that, from that empathy for the other team, you know? So does true play have an objective then? That's, um, the, the only objective is to have that enjoyment is to have that play. That's, okay. that's the, that's the, that's the, the, the definition is that there is no serious, uh, goals or, or, or thing other than to play. And so okay. that's like the, the, so like most board games probably don't fall under that. Because they're relative. I mean, most of them, at, at least the ones that I'm, I'm aware of, there is a competitive spirit. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the. I mean, that's the that's the other the fine line between what is what the the pure child play or the the play that's that's still enjoyable, but mm-hmm. um, you know there there is still a, a defeat or, or victory type of thing going on with it, where where somebody wins and somebody loses. So, I mean. Play is such a huge definition and such a huge, uh, you know, possibilities. I mean, I, I consider 
I consider that all life plays. That's much that's my thesis, if you will. I don't think uh -huh. I, I think I see I see plants playing with each other. I see you know life playing, birds playing. Uh, you know, and they, they you know scientifically they're 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 talking about how insects play. You know, ants play battles. You know, and they, they as far as they 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 can observe every mammal plays. You know, so there's I think it's inherent in life. I think life is play. So you know. I think there's a whole bigger, bigger level to it than just what I can see as my as myself. But I, I, I'm, I got a whole spiritual side to it as well. Like you know, that's that's the reason why we come here. That's why that's why what creation is for me. It's mm. like we we've, we've actually, you know, if we come from our infinite self, we create a physical body to experience uh, physicalness and 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 a universe that's in a playful spirit and playful mode. So I think I tap that into that's that's the highest way we can re achieve our higher self. So that's fascinating, yeah. Xander. How do people connect with you? What what do you have? Do you have anything coming up? Any um, <laughs> courses? Any workshops? Anything like that? Anywhere I, I, where they can learn how to hack? Well, I've got. I mean, I do have a. a on Teachable, uh, hackido.org is the actual website. I do have uh -huh. a, a course on juggling, a, a free course which teaches you how to make juggling balls and you learn the steps to juggling. So even if you are a good juggler, um, the course is really cool because it teaches you steps to show other people how to juggle without going through the frustration because there's, there's doable steps for it. So that's one of the things I promote. I also have a course on the path of play, which goes more into depth about how you can bring more play into your life in general. And on that course, I teach people how to make these things on there. It's just a simple concept of, of learning how to sew these things. Which is also great, um, you know. My uh, my website is being updated now as I'm putting in more the the I'm adding more courses to it, a business course and how to uh, activate your flow, what I call the play flow state, uh -huh. which is uh, you know activating your brain in the flow state, but incorporating play into that. So every time you start playing, you can get to a flow state quickly. So you know, I'm just constantly doing research onto that and finding out how to how to bring that you know ground that out more so that it becomes more tangible for people. So. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of this and being a part of my life. I know that just having having the ability to see you incorporate your own sense of play into life, it's been rewarding to see because here's someone else that's doing it. And yes, it's not an easy road to do all the other things, but at the same time, I, I also, this is just my opinion of it. I think life would be somewhat boring if there was an easy path and there was no challenge there was no hardship. Um, and the beauty of it is that I think we get to define the meaning to those hardships. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really work through it. That's, that's mm -hmm. the, that's the, you know, the continual, the life struggle, if you will, the life thing of yeah. like of, of developing our challenges so we can continue to grow. That's, yeah. that's huge. So well, thank you. Th thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate this space and this time to be able to explore this further. And, uh, you know, I'd love to, the in-depthness of the conversation it's it's it, you know it helps solidify more of of, of, the, of what i'm trying to do here so I, in my own mm -hmm. brain <laughs> so i appreciate love you it. thank you appreciate you brother thank you so much man thank you all for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as we did if you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of our latest content. 
Also, if you like what you heard, please consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review through Facebook, Google, or iTunes so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next time.